the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. So I heard the Salem Media News update at the bottom of the hour talking about the inflation numbers from yesterday as if they show progress in our economy. They do not. They do not. Sure, the number was 5%. Oh, 5%. It's down from 5.6% in February. Things are getting better. No, you know the target inflation rate deemed acceptable by the Fed is 2%. 2%. We have been above 5% inflation, which is year-over-year inflation. So if they're 5% in March, the inflation rate is 5%. That's 5% over the previous year. And the inflation numbers from March of 2022 were 8.5% over the previous year. So that means that inflation in March of 2023 is 5% plus 8.5%. Over 2021. So prices have risen 13.5%. Now, what they did not tell you in the news update at the bottom of the hour is that the core inflation rate, where they strip out all the volatile stuff, right? What's volatile? Gas and food. They strip that out. That's called the core inflation rate. And the core inflation rate was 5.6%. So they strip out all the volatile stuff and the core inflation rate Things like clothing, travel, lodging, rent. That was higher in March of 2023 than it was in February of 2023. So the core stuff, the stuff that's not supposed to fluctuate is going up. This is a problem. This does not mean, as the Biden administration said, more breathing room for hardworking families. No, it does not mean that. Not when you have inflation at 5% or higher for 23 straight months. Not when you have negative real wages for 24 straight months. There's a reason why. 20% of Americans, 20%, 1 in 5, only 1 in 5 say, oh yeah, I'm better off now than I was a year ago. Are you better off now than you were a year ago? No, of course not. Neither am I. So do not believe everything you hear because sometimes the analysis is about an inch deep and a mile wide. The inflation numbers are not good. They are not promising. It is still two and a half times an acceptable rate. It is still demonstrative of a failed administration that lies on a daily daily basis, on an hourly basis. This administration lies about everything and does not think things through. Back to the whole EV fascism that this administration wants to bring down upon your head. You will buy an an electronic vehicle. I don't have the money for an electronic vehicle. Which, by the way, the average cost of an electronic vehicle is $61,000. The average cost of a gas-powered vehicle is $50,000. You say, well, I don't have to buy gas. I don't have to buy any gas. That would be great. I'll save $11,000 a year. Great. What are you going to do in five years? 
when your battery fails. I drive a car that is nine years old, runs like a top, love my car, gets great gas mileage, over 30 miles per gallon. I'm very happy with it. I would be, if that were an electronic vehicle, on my second battery, which will cost me at minimum $5,000 to replace. And by the way, what do I do with my 11,500-pound battery to run my EV when it is deader than a doornail? What do I do with that battery? How do I dispose of that battery? You can't get rid of a can of old paint without a major hassle. How are you going to get rid of an 11,500-pound battery? Oh, just uh, give it to the dealer. They'll take care of it. They charge you to get rid of the tires you replace on your car. What do you think they're going to charge you to get rid of your battery? And by the way, where are they going to put it? Where are they going to put it? You're driving on the interstate tonight. You're going home. Scan the horizon. You come up over a hill. Scan the horizon. See all those cars out there? Imagine if they're all electronic vehicles. And imagine every five years you have to get a new battery. You have to pay five grand every five years. I got a nine-year-old car. I'd be nearing the need to replace my battery for the second time. I don't like spending $5,000 for a car repair every five years. I don't have to. I have a dependable fossil fuel-powered vehicle. But if I'm made to buy an electronic vehicle because you can't find a fossil fuel vehicle and they don't make them anymore because the government told manufacturers they can't make them anymore. Does the Biden administration ever think this through? Where are we going to get the lithium for the batteries? Where are we going to get the cobalt for the batteries? What are we going to do with the batteries? How are people going to react if they have to spend five grand And you know the price will go up, right? Because what makes the price go up? Demand. Supply, demand. The demand for electronic batteries, for batteries, will go up if you have to replace them every five years because two-thirds of all new vehicles have to be electronic, according to the Biden administration, by 2032. So this is just amazing to me. It's also amazing to me that the president today in Ireland said he was not concerned about the leak of classified information basically ratting out countries that are supposed to be our allies. We give $2 billion a year in military aid to Egypt. Some of the stuff that was released by this leaker says that Egypt was going to provide Russia with 40,000 rockets. Wait a minute. We're giving Egypt $2 billion a year? And they're furnishing Russia with rockets to use against Ukraine. Aren't we also funding Ukraine? Yes. And Biden said initially, I'm not worried about it. Now you know why they don't let him do a press conference. Because he said, well, you know, I've got, I'm not that I'm not concerned. Yeah. He's concerned. Mike Turner's concerned. Mike Turner, congressman from the Dayton area, talking on Fox this morning about the significance of this security leak and what it means going forward. 
You have people all around the world who, at great sacrifice, are working for the United States and our allies. And then to have someone like this so cavalierly um, release classified information is, is certainly very concerning. Of course, it comes, you know, you look at it, the Biden administration's culture where Biden had classified documents behind his Corvette in his garage. It's, you certainly have a, a culture where you have to impress on people that, that these really documents really can affect people's lives. They, can, can, they are important to our allies in the United States and certainly for the most important issue, and that is preserving democracy. Yeah, I zone out a little bit when I hear preserving democracy because the Democrats float this all the time. Preserving democracy. We're preserving democracy. I'm not sure that we are preserving democracy when we have a press corps that doesn't hold our powerful people accountable. And when we have a presidential administration that is allowed to play both sides of the fence. What do I mean by that? Well, you, of course, remember January 6th. They won't let you forget about it, right? January 6th was a threat to democracy. We've been told that ad infinitum, ad nauseum ever since it happened. January 6th was a threat to democracy. But then... Like a week ago, when a similarly motivated crowd of protesters jammed into the Tennessee State House and were egged on by two idiots with a bullhorn, and then those two idiots were expelled from the Tennessee legislature. And by the way, they're back. They've been voted back in. Well, the expulsion of the two idiots who led the protest, remarkably similar to January 6th, was also a threat to democracy. So I'm confused. If the people protesting on January the 6th were a threat to democracy and the people protesting in Tennessee leading to the expulsion of the lawmakers who led the protest was also a threat to democracy. It seems to me like it's always a threat to democracy if the Democrats don't like it. They didn't like January 6th protest. They don't like holding people accountable who led a similar protest in Tennessee. So I'm a little skeptical when I hear that something's a threat to democracy. But we obviously can't afford leaked security documents that imperil our agents around the world and out our supposed allies for aiding our definite enemies. All right, so final segment of the show, and uh, you might have noticed we did not have our normal noon visit with Matt Mayer of OpportunityOhio.org. There's a reason for that, because Matt was attending the Summit County Republican Party Lincoln dinner, and the keynote speaker was none other than Florida governor and perhaps future Republican presidential candidate Ron DeSantis. So I wanted to bring Matt on the show as he makes his way back from Summit County. Matt, thanks for your time today. Uh, give me yeah, uh, your thoughts. Give me your thoughts on, uh, on uh, I almost said President DeSantis, be still my heart, uh, on Ron DeSantis' speech today in Summit County. Yeah, so look, it was really interesting because it was a packed ballroom. I can probably several hundred uh, folks were there, um, including uh, probably you know a dozen state reps and state senators. And, and so the interesting thing, right, is you sit there and you're listening to Ron DeSantis essentially talk about all the success that he's had in Florida and all the things he's done in Florida uh, uh, that you and I talk about week after week, right, that, mm-hmm. that never gets done here. And he only just got a supermajority in his legislature this past cycle. So he's been doing those things without 
the same kind of political power they have in Ohio. So I'm sitting here just getting more and more angry about how little gets done here, despite having more political power and how much he's gotten done for Floridians and wondering, you know, those those dozen state reps, are they just sitting there on their hands, you know, wondering, oh, wow, that sounds really impressive. Wonder why we can't get that done. And, you know, from, you know, transgender uh, sports issues to jobs issues, and you name it, he just went list after list. And, and again, we get none of it done, and they do. So it was really a great, uh, great speech to hear him talk about the success in Florida and why being bold is so important. And, and, it, and then, uh, you know, the converse of that is looking at those state reps, one of which was at my table, wanted to just say, what's your problem, Chief? Why are you there if you're not going to be bold, right? Pale pastels don't work, haven't worked in over a dozen years. We got to go big. So it was really interesting. Matt Mayer, our guest, and Matt is exploring a run for governor in the state of Ohio for the very reasons that he just articulated, that we have a Republican supermajority and we don't get things done. You can find out more, his positions on the issues at ohiomatt.com. He is with opportunityohio.com. That's online at opportunityohio.org and follow him on Twitter at ohiomatt. So it's funny you say that because I was talking about that uh, today during the show, noting that according to a Daily Wire study, Florida does have like 64 percent of its legislature is uh, held by Republican office holders here in Ohio. It's a higher percentage than that. But there are states even like Wyoming where they have 90 percent of their legislators are Republican, yet they don't have school choice either. What does DeSantis speak to when he talks about how to make things happen in a state? Does he feel like it's driven from the legislative body upward or should it be driven from the governor's office down? Well, I think one of the first things he said, which is really a key point that that career politicians need to listen to, which is he doesn't poll test. He hasn't run a single poll on anything he's done in the last five years. And and that's my philosophy, too. Right. I didn't pull test the, the agenda I put out at the OhioMath.com website. I didn't pull test single one of those things. Right. Those are just common sense need to get done. Obvious they need to do. So that's number one is stop putting your finger to the wind. Number one, don't try to please big companies or the media, you know, do what you think is best for Floridians, in this case, Ohioans. And again, too often we see career politicians more concerned about building their brand, building their next race, whatever it might be, right? We're seeing that in the governor's office, John Houston, right? Trying to build his run for governor by pushing Intel so often. And in and, and that, again, what's not getting done because we're too busy building the brand for the next race or we're too busy poll testing things or, and he said, look, if you, if you do the right thing, Things will happen, and the people will follow you. And that's why he said, look, I, I had a squeaked out a 30,000-vote victory in 2018, and then I just had the biggest win in Florida history because we did the things regardless of what the polling said, regardless of what the media said, regardless of what big corporations said. We did what was best for Floridians, and then they rewarded us with another term and more political power to get even more stuff done. Matt Mayer, our guest, OpportunityOhio.org, his website about an exploratory run for governor, OhioMatt.com. He just attended a Lincoln dinner in Summit County where Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, spoke. Uh, Any hint uh, from his talk today about whether he's going to get in the race, when he's going to get in the race, and being in the room with him, Matt, I'd love your opinion on there. There's been this this uh, this uh, kind of opinion out there. I think it's led by the pro-Trump faction of the Republican Party, that DeSantis is not really engaging. And we know Trump is great in front of a room. He captivates a big audience. He brings out a big audience at his rallies. And uh, DeSantis has been described by people as stiff, as a guy who doesn't warm up to a crowd, as a guy who doesn't really, you know, uh, inspire a lot of enthusiasm in the room. You were there. Tell us, what is he good at that? Is he not good at that? 
yeah, I got to tell you, uh, you know, he was lively. He was funny. He was engaging. The, the, the crowd, like, you know, probably 20, 25 times stopped his speech because they were clapping so much. Uh, because he has so many things he's done that he has stuff like, you know, what, like, you know, Florida is where woke goes to die, right? Mm-hmm. Like he has all these great taglines that he's created uh, as part of that agenda. And so, look, I, you know, I know that there's lots of, of contention among the pro-Trump folks that they're you know, trying to paint him as this moderate guy. But you can't listen to the agenda he's done and think he's moderate. He's a good conservative. I wish we'd just have a clean, fair fight uh, amongst in our primary. Because, look, I, I believe this in my own you know, primary that's going to come up with John Husted and Dave Yost and Robert Sprague, that, hey, as iron strengthens iron, let one man strengthen another. If, if DeSantis gets in, that's good for Trump because it'll make either Trump stronger or DeSantis will win and we'll be stronger as a party going into a general election. So uh, this idea that we need to kind of, you know, sweep everybody out so we can just make, you know, coronate Trump, I, I don't agree with that. I've never agreed with that. Uh, so I think we just need to have good competition because I think it's best for every candidate involved. Well, I totally agree. Last question before we let you go. Our, our guest is Matt Mayer, OpportunityOhio.org. He was at the DeSantis speech today in Summit County. Uh, you've seen the polls, Trump, big bump from his indictment in New York. Do you think DeSantis getting in will bring an accompanying bump for him? And do you agree that a lot of uh, the pro-Trump people out there say, well, Trump has such a big margin, there's no reason for anybody else to get in, uh, that DeSantis doesn't have a chance? What's your view on that? Look, I I think that if DeSantis announces, he'll get a slight bump. But I think there is such a large chunk of the Republican primary voter who is behind Trump I think it's going to be very difficult for anyone to, to beat Trump unless they do something outside the box in a way that kind of refreshes some do something different. I, you know, I proposed this a year ago or several months ago, at least, uh, that, that DeSantis, if he's going to do this, he should partner with Tim Scott, who just announced yesterday, mm-hmm. and they should form a ticket today running against Trump. But but I don't think that's now going to happen. So if I, you know, if I were advising DeSantis, I'd probably tell him to keep his powder dry as much as I like him, as much as I'd love to see somebody new because we can get two terms out of him versus only one for Trump. But at the end of the day, right, the key is to win the White House. So however we do that, I'm for that. But but I think it's going to be really difficult, given that the Democrats indicted Trump, knowing it would help him with Republican primary voters to get rally behind him, which would hurt anybody else that could possibly beat Joe Biden. Uh, in the general. So we'll see. It's going to be a tough, tough election, no matter how we how we uh, do it and who's in front. But but boy, I tell you, uh, we're making it harder if we've got somebody who's already alienated so many uh, core voters in the general election. Yeah, totally uh, with you on that. Uh, Your analysis always spot on. Great to have you. Thanks so much, Matt Mayer. Check out his website, Exploratory Run for Governor. Uh, He's the kind of leader that we need in the state of Ohio, ohiomatt.com, opportunityohio.org. And you can follow him on a daily basis at uh, Ohio Matt on Twitter. Matt, safe travels. Thanks so much for your time today. Hey, thanks, Bruce. Looking forward to having Matt back on our regular Thursday broadcast. Tomorrow, Pastor Mark Hampton doing transformative things in the city of Columbus and Jack Windsor, Ohio Press Network. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.